Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. If you are interested in what may be the largest innovation in waterfowl hunting ammunition this year, you have come to the right place. We are talking about the Boss Warchief. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. Today, we've got a very special episode for you guys. Well, I've got a very special episode for you, and I'm your host, George Kanidis. Today, we're talking about the Boss War Chief, the latest innovation from Boss Shot Shelves, which I have thoroughly tested. I have done several videos on this ammunition, all kinds of tests, experiments, comparisons, so forth and so on. And I'm boiling it all together to give you a thorough, in-depth review of this ammunition. Now, first things first, this episode is not sponsored by Boss Shot Shells. All right, I have been testing this stuff independently. They are not a sponsor. And today I want to sort of take what I've learned across several different YouTube videos, which you absolutely should go and watch. They are fascinating. In fact, there's more to come that haven't even posted yet. But the Boss War Chief has thoroughly impressed me. And I am not easily impressed. Now, if you're new to, to the conversation... What is the Boss War Chief? Well, Boss Shot Shells is an ammunition company who is best known for their bismuth shot shell load. They do copper-plated bismuth, and they've been making these shells for years, and I've done many test videos with them. I've long been a fan of the company and of the ammunition because of its performance, and just recently... They release their newest load that they're calling the War Chief. What the War Chief is, is a buffered bismuth 
load. So what that means is that they take the shot cup and instead of just filling it with shot and then putting it into the shell with the powder and the primer and everything else, they add a buffer material to the shot shell. And they are using a buffer material that is some kind of crushed walnut powder or something like that mixed with something else. It is a uh, bio-friendly, biodegradable, natural buffer material that's this dried and it's like a powder. It really is like a, a very finish. Well, it's not too fine. It's it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It has a strange texture to it. It's fine, but it's coarse. But regardless, it doesn't matter. What's going on here is this powder is mixed with the shot inside of the shot cup in order to keep the pellets from smashing against each other or rattling around or becoming deformed on ignition while the load is accelerating going down the barrel. Now, there's more going on than just this in these shot shells. Boss has custom designed and is now fabricating in-house a brand new wad that they are using with these shot shells. All right, the, or the old wads used to only come up so high and you would, could actually have more pellets than you do wad, which... Um, I think contributed to more open patterns and now the new wads have a, a higher wall so that even with the buffer material it is all fully encased inside of the wad so that there's no spillover um, in the barrel or anywhere else. And so you've got this new wad, you've got this buffer material and now since they're making them in-house they're also injecting the wads, the plastic with a series of um, agents that they add to it that make the plastic wads biodegradable. So after about five years, they will begin to biodegrade in the water, in nature, wherever they are. Now, this is a big deal because while uh, you know the most responsible hunters will pick up their empty shells off the ground and out of the water when they're waterfowl hunting, but almost nobody picks up the spent wads. It's almost impossible to find them, to see them. Uh, they're very difficult. You're, they're, they usually end up 30 yards ahead of you somewhere in the water, sink by the time you even remember they exist. Um, and it's just a lot of plastic that ends up in the environment, contaminating, polluting, uh, it's just not a pretty thing, and there's very little that can be done about it. They've been exploring making wads out of paper and other materials in other countries, and uh, to varying levels of success or lack thereof. But what Boss is doing is adding this chemical agent so those wads break down over time. Now, does that affect performance? No. But it is a very nice thing um, you no longer have to worry so much about the environmental impact um, in terms of just leaving all this plastic, all this litter behind every time you go out into the woods. And so that's a nice to have. 
but the effect of the buffer material and the new wad is significant. So the bottom line is this. The buffered load, the Warchief load, patterns tighter. A lot tighter at range. But it does more than pattern tighter. It patterns tighter, but it also has more ballistics gel penetration. Now, when I first heard Boss talking about this, oh, about a year ago, uh, they were talking about it on their State of the Union address. <clears throat> and they were talking about how, you know, the new Warchief is going to be the same velocity, but have 8% more ballistics gel penetration. And I did not quite see how that was possible. Because if you're not adding speed, how can you gain more terminal ballistic energy from the exact same shot? I wasn't quite seeing that. Now, the way they described it was thus. The buffer material keeps the pellets from deforming on acceleration. Like people think that like bismuth is just this super brittle material and that, you know, it just cracks and breaks and turns in the powder all the time. And that is just really not the case. Um, the bismuth in use today is actually an alloy. And it's usually a bismuth tin alloy. There's maybe 3% tin or other materials, something along those lines, in order to keep it from being so brittle. And what happens is that actually uh, allows the shot to break less and to deform more. So it behaves more like lead does on impact with, uh, with a target. It deforms which causes it to smash through bones instead of bouncing off of bones, which is more often something that occurs with steel. It's one of the things that makes bismuth a little more effective round in terms of downing a duck uh, in ways that you're really not able to measure in ballistics gel and the kind of testing that we're able to do on YouTube. But that's not really what the point of this is. The point of this is they're keeping the pellets from deforming in the gun. So when it goes from 0 to 1,350 feet per second under whatever 10,000 uh, know, pounds per square inch of pressure that you get in that chamber, what you would have is a number of those pellets, from what I understand, those that are in the bottom of the load, will deform with the, the, the weight and the pressure and the inertia of all the pellets in front of them just crushing down on them. And so what you would have is these pellets now that are deformed flying through the air. And yes, they don't pattern as good, but they slow down faster. And they slow down, they lose velocity. And because of their irregular shape flying through the air, they've got less velocity and thus less ballistics gel penetration once they finally reach the target. And so the war chief keeps that deformation from happening in the gun so the shot flies true and it loses less speed in the air, thus having more consistent penetration overall in the gel or in the intended target. It arrives with more energy because it flies with less wind resistance because they're more spherical in shape. Now that sounds really good, right? 
Um, you know, but the question is, does that really pan out? So I've done a series of ballistics gel and pattern tests with the War Chief. You can head to YouTube, look up the new hunter's guide, you'll find lots of them. All right, now the bottom line of what I have seen is this. You are seeing somewhere in the order of 20% more pattern density with the War Chief versus the original, the legacy Boss Bismuth load. And that has been pretty consistent across all the different shot uh, charges and, and shell sizes uh, and so on. The War Chief is holding a significantly tighter pattern. So tight that actually with, uh, was it the Muller UFO choke tube, I was able to get a 99% pattern and then a 101% pattern at 40 yards in a 30 inch circle. Now, George, 101% pattern, that's not even possible. That You can't have more than 100% pattern. That's right. It is not technically possible. However, we measure pattern based on the number of pellets that the shells are marketed to contain versus the number of pellets that are on the paper. And what I found, taking apart a number of the new War Chief shells and the Legacy shells, is that boss is giving you more pellets than you're paying for, right? If you're supposed to have 210 pellets, you're getting more like 215, maybe 220. They're throwing in a few extra pellets in every shell. I think the average that I came out with, uh, I should have pulled the, the data on this. I think it was somewhere along the lines of 4 or 5% more pellets than what you're paying for, than what's advertised. So you're actually getting more shot in the boss shells than what's being marketed, which is a very nice and refreshing turn of events because most other companies, um, they're often giving you less shot than what you're paying for in order to save some money or uh, what happens is they give you shot maybe you get the same or you get the appropriate number or the appropriate ounces so if it's supposed to be one and a quarter ounces you are getting one and a quarter ounces but you're getting fewer than the appropriate number of pellets because you've got mutant pellets in there that are the size of buckshot that are taking up the space of five or ten smaller pellets uh, but you just have really bad quality control. So Boss's quality control, on the other hand, for these new shells has been very good, very uniform, and your pellet count has been higher by a couple percent than what is advertised, which makes it then possible to get more than 100% pattern density because you have a couple bonus pellets in there that we don't count as part of the regular equation because there's no way to know exactly how many pellets are in each shell uh, unless you're loading them yourself. And so when we measure pattern density, we measure it versus the advertised pellet count. So bottom line to all of that is that the pattern potential on these shells is in the 90% range. You can very easily 
with, uh, it seems like pretty much any extra full choke tube hit the 90% mark. And like I said, with the Mueller UFO, I hit the 99 and 101% mark with these shells. So very impressive. And of course, there were lots of other ones, 96%, 95%, 94%. It's just really, really tight patterns. That said, we ballistics gel tested it also. And uh, I was really kind of impressed that when I tested the legacy war chief or the legacy boss against the boss war chief, it came out 7.8% more ballistics gel penetration with the war chief. Boss is claiming 8%. I got 7.8%. Now, you might wonder, okay, is, is 8% more penetration really enough difference to matter? Well, that's a great question. I'm going to say it is a noteworthy difference. It's not a huge difference, but it's noteworthy. And here's the thing about it that's the biggest deal. Uh, A lot of bosses' competitors are throwing out faster loads. So everything that's boss in their regular ammo is going at 1,350 feet per second. The Legacy, the War Chief, the 2 and 3 quarter inch, the 3 inch, it's all going at 1,350 feet per second. A lot of their competitors are going at 1,450 feet per second for bismuth. Now, people say, well, you know, when you go faster, you have pattern degradation. Sometimes that's true. So some of the competitors, and I've tested almost all of them, They did have worse patterns, presumably because of the higher velocity, but not all did. Some were still able to maintain their pattern density despite the higher velocity. And so what I found, though, is that extra 100 feet per second results in somewhere between 2 to 8% more ballistics gel penetration than the boss legacy. All right, so you're following me? You've got all the other brands out there with faster ammo that are getting between 2 and 8% more penetration. The Boss Warchief maintaining its velocity, not going up to 1450, staying at 1350, with this buffered load, is able to get 8% more penetration. So now it has the same or more ballistics gel penetration than the other loads do even though they're going faster at the muzzle at least. Could very well be that they have pellet deformation and that that's slowing them down. Even though they start a little faster, they still slow down a little more and you're only getting between 2, 6, 4, or 8% more penetration versus the original boss. But now the War Chief takes away that advantage. So... What you have is a slower load with the same or more penetration because you have less pellet deformation and loss of energy in the shell inside of the gun as it's coming out, which results in more energy going downrange and less energy loss due to uh, aerodynamic issues. Now, that may not sound that big of a deal, but what's impressive about it is you don't need now the recoil of 1,450 feet per second. 
right? You can get away now with a 1,350 feet per second shell, which gives you less recoil than the competitors. So you have less recoil, the same or more ballistics gel penetration, and better pattern potential. Now, some people will say, well, George, you know, having that extra, um, the buffer material in there means you need to have a bigger powder charge in order to speed up this whole shell to the appropriate velocity. So then a 1,350 feet per second Boss Legacy load versus a 1,300 feet per second Boss Warchief load, the Warchief will have more recoil than the Legacy load did because it has buffer material, and that adds a little bit of weight to the shot cup, which you're now accelerating to the 1,350, and so that's going to improve or increase your recoil some. I believe that is accurate. I do think the War Chief has slightly more recoil than the comparable legacy load, presumably because you're now having to have a little bit more powder to accelerate that buffer material in addition to the pellets. However, Boss's competitors, some of them are also using buffered shot. And then they, because of that, at 1,450 feet per second, have significantly more recoil. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, myself included, have shot some of the competitor loads. And I'm not here to name brands or tear anybody down, so I'm not going to mention any names. But we've shot some of the competitor loads on camera and noticed more recoil than makes sense. All right, you shoot some of these loads and they're, you know, one and three eighths of an ounce going at 1,450 feet per second. And the recoil is more severe than it seems like it ought to be. But the reason is they're using buffer material, which you now have to accelerate all the way to 1,450 feet per second. And that extra buffer material is more mass that you're having to accelerate and propel out of the barrel. More mass equals more recoil uh, at that velocity. And so higher velocity plus more mass increases the recoil exponentially. So that's why some of the competitor loads have such sharp recoil. It's because they have higher velocity and the buffer material. So now Boss has the buffer material, but a lower velocity, so they can have less recoil than the competitors. All right, so a lot of information there. But bottom line, what I've found is this, the two and three quarter inch loads, I think are the best. I think they're better than the three inch loads because the recoil is significantly lighter. They shoot so much smoother, so much easier. They're a joy to fire. Whereas the three inch loads with one and a half ounces of shot uh, have significantly more recoil, about 30% more recoil, maybe 33 to 35%, depending on how you do the math and some of the variables. I don't know all of the exacts in terms of uh, how Boss is loading these, but it's somewhere between 30 and 35% more recoil if my math is right, which is noticeable, um, and it can be significant for some people. So that said, um, I've looked at a number of different uh, 
shot sizes. I've looked at number fives. I've looked at number fours, looked at number three fives. I've compared the two and three quarter inch versus the three inch. And what I found is that the three inch does hold a increased pattern density versus the two and three quarter inch. So in older loads and the legacy loads, I found the opposite to be true. The more shot you put inside of the shell, the less efficient that it was. Probably because that shot column kept getting longer, you, then you would have more pellet deformation and you would have worse patterns. So even though you're throwing more pellets down range, you're not necessarily putting more pellets in a 30 inch circle. The War Chief solves that problem with the buffer material. So the three inch War Chief will not just have more pellets in the shell, not just throw more pellets into the air, but it will put more pellets into the 30 inch circle. So what I found is that the three inch loads put 18% more pellets in the 30 inch circle than the two and three quarter inch loads. So 18% more pattern performance going to the three inch loads and only 7% more cost. So the three inch loads cost 7% more than the two and three quarter inch. So when you go from two and three quarter to seven, you get 18% more pattern performance, 7% more cost, but 30 to 35% more recoil. And I am not a fan of that 30 to 35% more recoil. So in my opinion, the two and three quarter inch War Chief is the better shell for most people in most hunting situations. If you're shooting ducks over decoys at regular range, you have no reason whatsoever to go to the three inch shell. Because if you're throwing 200 pellets down range in a two and three quarter inch shell, and you can get 90% or more of those pellets in a 30 inch circle at 40 yards, well, you know, you're at 180 pellets in a 30 inch circle. That's outstanding. All right. There are some turkey loads that aren't that good. So you're really able to throw a great pattern if you want to choke it down that far and, and try to tighten it up. The whole idea with the War Chief, though, was to gain extra range. They wanted a load that could be used to punch out further than 40 yards. So I did a long range test. And we tested the War Chief at 40 yards, 50 yards, and 60 yards to see what would happen. And so at 60 yards, I still, still was able to get over 100 pellets in a 30-inch circle at 60 yards with sufficient ballistics gel penetration to bring down a regular-sized duck. So they have done what they set out to do with the War Chief, and that is... Uh, to put together a shell that would enable you to punch out further and take birds beyond the 40-yard barrier if and when needed. Now, you're thinking, well, okay, George, if it's supposed to be a long-range shell, then why wouldn't you want the 3-inch so you could punch out even further? I didn't say it was supposed to be a long-range shell, but that's they wanted range extension to be one of its properties. 
That said, I think hunting waterfowl within 40 yards is still best for everybody because the shooting skills needed to connect with birds at 60 yards, even when your ammunition is capable of doing it, increase beyond the shooting skills of the average waterfowl hunter. So I'm not a fan of long-range shots because most people aren't skilled enough to take birds at long range consistently and reliably. The ammo is up to the job, but the shooter usually isn't. So looking at the different shell sizes, I think the two and three quarter inch is best for most people because it gives you all the power, all the range, all the pattern that you need for any regular or even extended capability. Whereas the three inch shell, I think, is best for specialty situations. Case in point, jump hunting. You're trying to sneak up, get to get close enough to a bird on the water to get a shot at it in the wild. It can be real hard to get within 40 yards. It can be real hard to get within 50 yards. So if you're able to use a three inch shell and put a few more pellets in that circle to punch out as far as you can, jump hunting birds, either taking shots on the water or after they take off and are flushing, then I think the three inch works good there. I think the three inch also works good with larger shot sizes. So if you're gonna be using number twos or number ones, going after you know big honkers, Canada geese, other big targets, then getting a little bit more a few more pellets in that shell with the larger shot size is going to be preferable. With number fours, number fives, number three fives, you know, that extra quarter ounce really isn't needed. Um, but if you're shooting number twos or number ones, you know, getting some more pellets in the air with those bigger shot sizes is good because you just don't have as much pattern density with that size. So the war chief gives you options. Now, the patterns are tight. They're really tight. All right. Anybody who's a long range shooter is going to love this. But what if you're not a long range shooter? What if you're a regular range shooter? Well, then you need to choke it way lighter than you normally would. So I typically hunt the original boss with an extra full choke. And that works good for me. That's given me patterns of about 75% at 40 yards, which is perfect for regular range hunting. It's exactly what I want. The war chief, though, with that same choking is like 95% or higher pattern density at 40 yards, which then means at closer ranges, I'm going to have a pattern that's too tight. It's like shooting a softball at a duck at close range. So what you need to use is choke tubes that are much more open. You might need to go to modified or improved cylinder, even cylinder bore. Uh, we, I tried the uh, molar decoy choke and the molar passing choke. The decoy choke, I think, got it down to about 70% at 40 yards, which is much more average um, regular choking which gives you a lot more closer viability and I'm sure there are more open chokes out there than that that was just the most open one that I had for my testing and so um, with the right choke you can turn this one shell into a short range load a mid-range load or a long range load 
just depending on the choke that you put on it. So if you want to hunt ducks over decoys in the morning, you could put a cylinder choke on it and have good performance. And then you can throw an extra full choke on it and jump hunt birds on the water in the afternoon and just add another 20 yards to your range just by changing the choke tube. So really impressive stuff that they've put out here with this copper-plated bismuth buffered shot and what it's able to do. I have compared it against a bunch of other things and I'm not going to get into all the details here because that becomes real tedious in audio format. So you really should head to the website uh, or head to YouTube and check those things out. Now, like I said, Boss is not sponsoring this episode. This is not a commercial for Boss. I have just found um, the the nuance and, and the improvements of this ammo to be good enough to be worth their own entire review episode. The sponsor of this video is actually Tetra Hearing. I've been using Tetras for years. They just came on board to be a sponsor here in the last couple of weeks, and I am super thankful for it. In fact, the Tetras that I use today, I bought with my own money a ways back. But uh, they have been what I think is the single greatest piece of technology out there, period, for waterfowl hunters especially, but as well as turkey hunters and everybody else that pulls a trigger on something that goes boom. Tetras are digital hearing protection calibrated to your personal hearing level, enable you to, to elevate your hearing back to normal just like hearing aids would, but every time you pull the trigger, they become instant hearing protection that protects you from that loud muzzle blast, turning the sound of a magnum shot shell with a ported choke tube into something that resembles more like a BB gun before immediately your hearing comes right back to you. And then the other big thing that they do is they have patented audio algorithms that are specifically programmed to the game that you're hunting. So in this case, you set it to waterfowl and they will amplify the sounds that waterfowl make. So they will amplify the sounds of ducks dabbling and splashing in the water. They will amplify the sounds of them flapping their wings as they circle overhead. They'll amplify the sounds of whistles and quacks and the sounds of, of geese honking at the edge of the atmosphere so that you can hear these birds more clearly and from further away with the tetras in than you could with the naked ear, even if you had perfect hearing. And chances are, if you're listening to this and you're a waterfowl hunter, you do not have perfect hearing anymore. You've lost a chunk of your hearing season after season going out without ear protection because over 86% of hunters don't use ear protection in the field. And every time you pull the trigger, it has the potential to take small chunks or big chunks out of your hearing. And it adds up shot after shot, season after season, to the point where I almost quit waterfowl hunting because I realized that I just couldn't go on like this. The cost to my hearing was going to be too great. And then I discovered the Tetras. Gave me new hope, new insight. All of a sudden, I was like, okay, this is possible. There's an answer. I can still hear all the great things of the hunt. I can still hear the ducks. I can hear my friends. I can hear everything I want to hear. 
And then whenever I pull that trigger, I've got instant ear protection. People ask me all the time, well, George, what about wind noise? What wind noise? I often have to take the Tetris out of my ears in order to determine if the wind's blowing and how hard. They filter out sounds that you don't want to be hearing. If you're hunting ducks, you don't need to be hearing squirrels walking on leaves, so they filter that out. If you're hunting turkeys, you don't need to hear anything uh, about deer snorting and grunting and so on. They, they, whatever it is that you're after, they, they hone in on the sounds that you need for that game, and then they suppress distracting sounds that you don't need and don't want. So they work as a smart system based on whatever you set them to in order to give you the best audio experience for that game. Head to my website, newhuntersguide.com, and you can get a 10% discount on any order with the Tetras to help you get into a pair. You can go to basically any page on the website, but the simplest way is just go to About, click Tetra, and the discount code is right there. Just clicking the link will automatically apply it in that session, or you could copy and paste it or type it in whenever you go to to put in an order at checkout. 10% off, head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, get your code, check out some Tetris. Chances are, if you never heard of them, they're probably going to be out of your price range for an impulse buy. But that's all right. I was not able to buy them when I first learned about them. I had to get a cheap pair of of some nonsense ones that barely did anything in order to bide some time till the next season when I was able to get into a pair of Tetras. And I am so glad and so thankful that I did. And of course, you can apply HSA, Health Savings Funds, towards those as well in order to defray the cost or possibly pay for them entirely. So head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Get your discount code for your Tetras. Check them out. Thank you so much, Tetra. All right. So now, looking at these new Bosch shells, do they render the legacy shells uh, obsolete? I'm going to say no. And here's why. The legacy shells are able to open up faster than the Warchief shells. So if you're hunting at 20 yards you're going to be able to get a bigger pattern with the legacy shells than you can with the war chief. The war chief is going to be tighter, maybe tighter than you want at extremely close range. Whereas the legacy shells with a cylinder choke or a decoy choke is going to be able to open up faster and give you a quicker spread. Now for me, I almost never have the luxury of shooting ducks at that range. So, you know, there's not really a whole lot of benefit there. I've never gone into the woods with a cylinder choke or a decoy choke because, you know, those kind of short range uh, shots are just, you know, absolutely would be the, the exception rather than the rule. I'm always going out with a full, extra full or tighter depending on when and where I'm hunting. But a lot of guys shoot close range. If you shoot real close range, you can save that 7% cost get the the legacy shells and then if you're going to go out with some long range hunts then we'll get a few boxes of the war chief also uh, you might say well george you get eight percent more penetration with the war chief don't you want that for close range shots for close range shots it doesn't matter inside of 20 yards anything works steel works rock salt probably works sawdust might even work at that range all right 
It's when you get out further that that bump in penetration and ballistics energy begins to become very valuable. So I think the legacy loads will always have a place. I don't think they're going to go away. I think they aptly titled them legacy um, as opposed to old or something like that, or we're going to phase these out. Uh, I think they will always have a place in the equation, uh, but the new war chief is going to dominate in uh, probably for 60% of hunters, 70% of hunters, there will be no better shell that they could use for the cost. Speaking of cost, so if you're a member of the boss program, the war chief is the cheapest bismuth load on the market by a wide margin. Uh, now, program members pay a annual fee to get a number of benefits like some free shells, discounted shells, free shipping, swag, and other things. Um, if you're only going to buy a couple boxes of shells per year, well, it's not worth it. You should just buy those shells and pay whatever it is. But if you buy a lot of ammo, program members can save a lot of money. And I personally am a paying program member out of my own pocket because um, that's just that's just where I'm at these days. I'm not shooting in the field a whole lot other than boss shot shells. And uh, this season's probably going to be mostly War Chief, um, what we're using here. In fact, thus far this season, as, as of this recording, I've only shot War Chief in the field. And, uh, but of course, I still have lots of legacy shells that I keep for whatever the right opportune moment is. Now, if you're stacking this up against everything else that's on the market, war, uh, excuse me, program members actually can get the war chief cheaper than you could have gotten the regular boss shot shells for last year. So despite inflation, despite prices going up and everything else happening in the economy, if you're a member of the program, the cost of shells has come down. Whereas every other competitor, to my knowledge, in the pricing research that I did, their prices have gone up, some by a significant margin. Uh, so, uh, But even if you're not a program member, the Boss shells are in the cheapest bismuth category on the market. All right, There's nobody cheaper than them, and they're about the same price as the next closest cheapest competitor. But if you are a program member, they become a lot cheaper. I did a full write-up about it on my blog, a, a full-scale review. You can go to thenewhuntersguide.com and check that out. Now, people have asked a whole lot of questions about the War Chief. Like, okay, how does it stack up against other loads? Well, the Boss Legacy pretty much destroyed most steel loads on the market. The War Chief destroys all the rest of them. There were some steel loads that got very tight patterns, but the war chief gets better patterns. Um, even the, 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 the most potent steel loads on the market, while the penetration they could muster with the high velocities and recoil, the war chief penetrates further. It is better than any steel load I have ever touched and fired in any test that I've ever done, and I have done quite a few tests. Now, you compare it to tungsten, well, tungsten is straight up superior to bismuth. It's better than bismuth in just about every way. And, uh, you know, the war chief is not going to outperform tungsten. However, 
tungsten costs way more than the war chief. Okay, you're talking like the cheapest tungsten shells, and I say tungsten, I mean 18 GCCTSS are $7 a shell, and they go up from there. And so, um, you know, is the war chief better than TSS shells? No, but I think it's better for the money. I think for the cost, you don't gain enough performance in the TSS shells to make it worth buying those over the war chief for most situations and circumstances. Is what about tungsten blends like the heavy 12? Well, you guys asked about that. I did an entire video comparing the new war chief to the heavy 12. And you guys asked me to do a comparison between the war chief number four and the heavy 12 number six. Reason being the heavy 12 number fours are a goose load. That's that's what they're for. That's what they do. They don't have enough pellets, uh, I think, in order to be a very effective uh, small duck or regular-sized duck load. And the penetration is drastically more than you would ever have any use for hunting ducks. And that's the goose load. So the heavy 12 number 6s is, is the duck load. And when you compare them head-to-head... Uh, there's really no advantage in the heavy 12s. Uh, They cost more. They cost a good chunk more, but no significant advantage. Um, You know, maybe a percent here or there. You should go check out the video, see the actual numbers. Check, go to YouTube and and search for it, look it up. You can find that there. But, uh, you know, for the cost, nothing on the market that I've seen or aware of beats the war chief in performance in penetration in all the different features and facets for the money i think it is the best shell going now it's not going to be the best shell for everyone okay you're a brand new hunter you don't know what you're doing you don't have any money you've got to buy everything you know you may want to just start with some cheap shells some cheap steel shells just to get out there just to to Focus your money on all the many things that you need. Um, you know, if you hunt a lot and you're going through cases of ammo and you do most of your hunting at short range, you know, steel may be a better option for you. Just the, the cost benefit analysis there, you can get a lot of steel for cheap and at 20 yards, it still kills as dead as you can kill anything. The benefits of bismuth don't really kick into the 30-yard-plus zone because steel has enough velocity at close range in order to do the job. And there are some pretty decent steel loads out there that pattern well, that have good features, like the Kent Fast Steel 2.0. If I were going to be hunting with steel, that's probably what I would use. Uh, There are certainly cheaper options, though, that are out there. I get leery, though, guys, of the performance of the really cheap steel loads. All right. Uh, The pattern density on some of these super cheap bottom of the rung steel loads is terrible. It's terrible. And while they're cheap, if they don't work, in my mind, they're they're not on they're not they're, they're not in consideration. I don't count them as as an option on the table. All right, if it's $15 a box, they don't work. I don't care what the price is. 
Um, in my mind, the Kent Fast Steel is the cheapest steel load that has reasonable performance that I would trust at close to medium range hunting situations. The Boss is what I think is the best balance of cost and performance. It is better than every steel load that is out there. At least the War Chief is. Um, from everything that I've seen and tested thus far. Of course, I haven't tested every single load on the market, but we're testing more and more of them as we go. And the cost-benefit ratio, I think there is the strongest, but you have to pay a little more in order to get those extra benefits. I think it's worth it, but that's me and my budget talking. You and your budget may not think so. Or you may think, well, maybe it's only worth it for certain things or certain times. All fair points, right? Depends on what you're hunting. Maybe you buy a couple different ammos and you run a couple couple different ammos. Depending on your spot that day, depending on what you're doing that day, you use whatever the right thing to use is for you. I'm just giving you guys this information today based on my experience, my testing, what I've done in the field. Um, in order to, to help you understand all the nuances and all the various bits and pieces and facets of this new Boss War Chief ammunition. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Head to the website, leave me a comment. I read every comment, every email that comes in. Head to YouTube, check out the Tetras on the website. Till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods.